1: guests, welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World, one minute at a time. One, two, three, four, five. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode we're discussing Minute 58 of Jurassic World. Before we get to that, David, the articles at jurassic for Camp Cretaceous Season 2 are still going up every day, every week, where uh, well, you guys are working behind the scenes to get these articles up, uh, a couple of older ones here now, because... Uh, this is going to probably be released in a couple of weeks time, but uh, we've got the announcement now that uh, season three is coming in May, which is great to see. They they're pumping these seasons out, so plenty of Jurassic content between or in the gap left behind for uh, Dominion. But this one here, we got uh, Article Up for Hap. His introduction into the season two, what he was doing there, been the um, been expedition guide for Mitch and Tiff. One thing I wondered, even when the show came out,
0: what would "hap" be short for? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I always only... assumed like that was his last name or something. <laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, because I can only draw the string to happiness. Which, <laughs> looking at the photo well, I... in the article, he's not happy.
0: <laughs> well, there is the uh, Marvel character Happy Hogan. I'm not sure if that's like an actual name or. Just something Stan Lee came up with, but yeah,
1: wasn't he a wasn't he a wrestler or something? That was his stage name. Is that where?
0: Wasn't I always I... thought that was his <laughs> real name. I'm not intimately versed in the uh, in the world of Marvel outside of the movies.
1: No, no, but I, yeah, I'll I just assume because he's um, Tony Stark's driver and body mm. uh, security guard or whatever he might have. Um, been an ex-wrestler or something, but that's where Happy Hogan come from. But and again, I'm not, I'm not that verse on the Marvel stuff as well.
0: so <laughs> We can leave that there. Google is saying that his real first name is Harold. Hmm. So maybe Hap is a Harold.
1: Yeah. Then again, as you said, it could be just use an alias name. He's um, in the shady, shady side of the world here,
0: yeah.
1: taking people on the legal hunts. And a bit of a write-up here about the uh, the incident involve, involving him, Tiff, and Mitch getting on the mm-hmm. island after the yeah. uh,
0: park's evacuation. I did like a lot of the character animation on season two. They Again, I know they said that they didn't really think uh, that they had any kind of new animation programs or anything, but, I mean, looking at some of these pictures, the hair is phenomenal, the skin texture is great. I mean, it's... It's really, really good. i actually say this clothes are, are actually not as good as the skin and hair textures. Mm. You The really only kind of thing that's not that, not so great is the eyes. The eyes kind of seem a bit flat. But, I mean, everything else on these character models are great. Yeah. I mean, you can see, like, the um, freckles on Hap's forehead and all the scars and stuff that he's got on his face and arms, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Clear animation, mm-hmm. which has me uh, excited for season three. Oh,
0: yeah. His untimely demise saving the campers.
1: <laughs> well, he had, did have a bit of that turn from being bit of a bit of a hard-ass to then riding, riding shotgun with uh, Brooklyn and... Mm-hmm. i would have to look down here <laughs> to have a look at the... Yeah, I who else was in the sidecar on the motorcycle. It was um Kenji, wasn't it?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Hap was one of those guys that turned out to be a hard ass with a heart of gold, as they call him.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I got when we discussed season two, I'd sort of he had the look and feel of Adidas Stark, but um mm-hmm. but then come around in the end. And <laughs> like the balls jumping off the sidecar and facing down the two the two baryonics. No weapons, only your uh, your grit. I, there, mm-hmm. may be, there may be there be a little yeah. bit of a mental illness there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you had the shock prod, but, I mean, that's not going to do much for long. Mm.
1: And uh, the number one rule in sci-fi, we never seen the body. <laughs> so,
0: no.
1: I I'm sure, I, yeah, I don't think there's any way of getting yeah, I mean, out of that.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any way he could have survived. mm Plus, I mean, being a kid's show, it seemed pretty implicit that he bit the dust to, uh, not to, to uh, no pun intended.
1: Well, there's also the theme as well with, uh, them not wanting any adults on the island while the kids are there. As soon as we get introduced mm-hmm. to the adults, they get killed, which isn't uh, looking good for anyone that comes to the island in season three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for, uh... More articles on Camp Cretaceous and uh, the Jurassic series. Head over to jurassic for this and many more.
0: Our DNA excavators discover new species every year, but consumers want them bigger, louder. More teeth.
1: Yeah, all right, Dave, ready to get into 58? I am. As we we're in 57 of Jurassic World, Zach and Greg had quite possibly found the darkest, meanest-looking patch of jungle on Nublar. To drive their dryosphere into. As we're up on minute 58, the boys come across a herd of ankylosaurs and grazing in the jungle. At the 12-second mark, Gray tells Zach, "There are We shouldn't be here." And there's five dinosaurs. As we push in on the dryosphere as the boys count how many animals they see, we can see the reflection of the Indominus start to appear behind them. At the 26 second mark, it slowly rises into the air as we hear that god-awful breathing it does. And after giving us a perfect Jojo Adams lens there, roars. At the 38 second mark, everything happens at once. The Indominus roars. Grey yells to Zack to go, go, go. And the herd of ankylosaurs stop what they're doing and stampede away. As the Indominus gives chase, it kicks the gyrosphere, playing a little bit of Jurassic World Soccer as it runs down the closest the ankylosaur. The gyrosphere is sent spinning wildly out of control as it ricochets off trees and a couple of the ankylosaurs running from the Indominus, hitting one in the shoulder, causing it to fall down. At the 50-second mark, the gyrosphere comes to a stop, just as one of the ankylosaurs turns and makes a stand against the Indominus. And as the minute ends, grade jams left on the joystick. To move the big glass ball out of danger but only makes things a hell of a lot worse As we are from minute 58 Doris is moving through the ferns and we, uh, and as Zach says there it begins to turn and face a small herd of ankylosaurs, ankylosaurs you know what I mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> dinosauruses yeah dinosauruses
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are the spiky and clubbed ones um, also it seems to be a little bit of a CG goof here Whenever we see the gyrosphere move, the glass ball's sort of moving independently of the internal structure. we here. The whole ball and everything turns to face the animals. With the way the gyrosphere works, it should be just the inside bit that turns and the glass should um, keep going the way it normally would be going. But mm-hmm. just something I picked up there when they CGI'd the glass around the little rig they had set up here, they um, they made the whole thing turn as one. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, I mean that does also kind of beg the question about the construction of the gyrosphere. Is the frame itself kind of um, move in a spherical direction, or does it, or as the uh, gimbals inside move the glass in the spherical direction? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we never get even when we in a minute here where it gets upside down and broken. We can see the counterweight and that under it, but you can't really see drive wheels or dr- any any sort of drive um, mechanisms. to, to make things turn apart from those big big chrome ball bearings around the outside so maybe Mm. maybe it's in there somehow
0: imagine trying to line up the door with the way you're supposed to go out would be a real pain
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that the doors on either side are the only way we can see see the ball moving obviously but orientate Mm. the ball with where it should be compared to the thing inside and yeah, when you return to the station, there have to be some sort of automation where it, um, it'd stop you, move you one way or another to or reorientate the ball, the doors, with the, uh, the sides, and then go into the station, but it's a nightmare. <laughs> it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> uh, as that continues, see, I told you, uh, you're welcome. Up close and personal with four dinosaurs. And uh, technically, they were up close and personal with a lot more out in the valley before, before this, but... Uh, these ones are some animals I haven't seen before, and uh, grey retorts, ankylosaurs, uh, ankylosaurs. Uh, we shouldn't be here, and there's five dinosaurs. And as we slowly move in backwards uh, towards the gyrosphere, we can see, we well, just start to see an Indominus' grey snout becoming visible uh, at the back of the ball, mm-hmm. which is something I've never really noticed before. Just looking for it now, seeing how uh, noticeable that, uh, that image is coming through the glass.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it also seems. I it's kind of curious because it almost seems as if the Indominus was using her camouflage ability again in this scene because she wasn't, I mean, you really don't see her behind them until you see her behind them, hmm. you know? Well, I mean, she in a, in a way kind of slowly reveals herself.
1: It also looks like she's using the glass to hide herself from the, from the animals as well, just to how low the camera is here and how low she is, it's like she's almost laying on the ground behind them. Mm-hmm. Especially for them to see the reflection pretty much straight ahead and not down near their feet. Which, <laughs> yeah. But the great points that says five and that's when we can see a lot more ahead now, sort of moving. It sort of looks like it's appearing as if she's getting closer but you might be right, she might be just becoming visible behind them and that's why you can sort of start to see more. Not that she's mm-hmm. getting closer because... Yes, she's seen all this for the first time, but if she's this close to the gyrosphere, why isn't she paying attention to that and not the um, ankylosaurs?
0: Mm. Well, it's also possible, I mean, as Owen said, that she's learning as she's going along. So may, she may be figuring out that humans aren't really worth her time to eat. And the only reason she seems to go after them, after them later is because is like she, like she's figured out that they're like, easy to catch but they're not really good to eat because they're bony they're skinny they don't have meat on them the ankylosaurs would make much better food but she's never really hunted live dinosaurs before Hmm. so it's not like she's really figuring out which kind of dinosaurs are food yeah you know
1: it's sort of her uh, kills are getting larger, we got these ones here that she's about to kill, then we're going to get to Patasaurs later, where she's sort of mm-hmm. just testing herself, testing her abilities and um, not so much eating from what we see, just the uh, just like most predators like that, just, just kill <laughs> kill to eat, uh, kill to hunt and not kill to eat
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but also here too where, um, while Zach's counting you can see one of the Ankylosaurs sort of eating and it's turned with its head looking straight at the boys, so it it almost suggests again that Ivan Indominus is hiding behind the dry sea or it's been camouflaged up until this point because um, they're still carrying on eating as they would without knowing there's any danger. No hooting, no honking, no, no stampeding away from uh, mm-hmm. away from the approaching predator. Um, but that's when we can hear it in that unnatural breathing that <laughs> this creature's just been put together poorly. Uh, but it lifts its head up and we get... Bit of a lens flare here as it raises up and roars. And that's when they uh, that's when the uh, Ankylosaurus run. Uh, Grey yells to Zack to go, 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 but it's too late and Nomus charges mm-hmm. for the animals. Uh, seemingly ignoring the hamster ball, but knocking it forwards as it runs.
0: Yeah, I remember when I think that may have been the, that shot of the roar and then it kicking the ball was in one of the trailers and I remember people complaining about that. And they're like, oh great, the dinosaurs play soccer now.
1: Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it, We see it again in um, in Fallen Kingdom with the herbivores just running through trees. That big log that Owen and that are hiding behind, just not really mm-hmm. acting like animals. Yes, the Indominus was behind the gyrosphere. It knows it's there. It's You'd think it would avoid it if it's going to run forward because it's only going to foul it up when it's running. Um, mm-hmm. Well, not in this case. It just kicks it out of the way, which doesn't uh, doesn't affect the Indominus at all, um, because gravity and physics are about to go out the window <laughs> with this ball
0: getting bounced around. Well, I think it's interesting how they're in this kind of clearing, and it looks like it's almost on the edge of a field, because you can see beyond that there's sunlight streaming through the trees, but this this like clearing they're in. It's like they went – it's like it's almost like it's being cleared or something. Like, it's weird because there's no foliage at the bottom of these trees. So it almost looks like a park, mm. you know, like like a city park, not like a Jurassic Park, <laughs> <laughs> which we know is not the case. We know they're actually filming on location for the scene, but it, it still it's weird that they just found this random clearing where it's just leaves, not – not uh any kind of like foliage or undergrowth, yeah,
1: you know, I suppose you could use the excuse this might be where the Ankylosaur's camp <laughs> bad example <laughs> <laughs> not not so much I nest. Mean... yeah
0: yeah
1: where where they um where they sort of hang around, they notice food here they maybe have been been this location for a while, yeah, I don't think it's has it ever been confirmed that the the gate and the fence the boys went through were the boundaries of the restricted zone because we see. A lot heavier fence later on where we do see the restricted zone perimeter. So we don't really know if these are wild or what's going on with these ankylosaurs here.
0: It's kind of interesting because, I mean, we know the gate was broken into. I don't think it was actually the restricted zone. From what I recall, the explanation being was that the visitor center area itself was fenced in. As a kind of mini restricted zone, so so it's not like the restricted zone. It's a smaller secondary zone that's basically visitors aren't allowed. You know, yeah. well it's, it's Discovery Island for Jurassic World, <laughs> and if you're not familiar, Discovery Island was a resort island in the middle of Disney World that for some reason Disney just simply abandoned and. They keep it restricted and you'll get kicked out of the park for life if you get caught on this island. But at the same time, it's just like this island sitting in the middle of the lagoon with, like, broken gift shops. And it's, it's like almost like a real Jurassic Park. Wow. Well, yeah. Because it's just, it's in the middle of a tropical uh, theme park that has been completely abandoned, you know?
1: Yeah, well, to change it, there's a, um, I can't remember the name of the YouTube channel, now someone used to go into abandoned parks and abandoned buildings and that like that, and they they actually got into, like, the Universal Florida in there somewhere Mm -hmm. where the the sick Triceratops was set up in that
0: ride. Yeah, I remember that video. mm. And it was cool, because it was almost like a real-life Isla Sorna. You had all these props that were made to look old that, in their abandonment, had started to actually be old. Mm. (laughs) So you got, like, all these you got like the fake rust mixing in with the real rust and it actually looking like a real abandoned laboratory on Isla Sorna.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause then, um, like the last time I watched that channel, the, he'd sort of done all the, the main, the mainland stuff and that, or the American stuff and had gone to Russia. I think was looking at a lot of the old abandoned where towns had just been left, especially Chernobyl and that sort of stuff. And just, mm-hmm. The um the Lost World <laughs> feels to that, just abandoned sauna, but Yeah. That's a tangent. Um yeah, I I always <laughs> seen that fence as just sort of a a boundary to keep the herbivores in that valley. That's gyrosphere valley. You want to sort of keep keep everyone in that one place. And you probably don't want Ankylosaurus near the gyrosphere for what we're about to see because <laughs> no matter how uh tame and sedated they are, they're uh, they're a bit of a danger. But I suppose the stegosaurs are out there as well. But uh, Gyrocea spins out of control between two of the escaping animals and, like a big pinball, just getting bounced around with the boys inside screaming, um, as Indominus gives chase one of the dinosaurs oh, trips and falls, and uh, it's, the one, it's the one that the Gyrocea bounced off the shoulder, so um, the boys are part responsible for its death because they, <laughs> they knocked it to the ground, but um, as I spin around, you know, Zach says to grey to keep it together, man, obviously feeling sick about the uh, being this big tumble dryer <laughs> and spinning so fast, which the inertia, the mass of these balls spinning and these little <laughs> fleshy people inside, it'd it feel pretty bad.
0: Now he's getting the true trash World experience. <laughs> <laughs> bing, 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 bing.
1: Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then
1: later comes rolling and screaming. But uh, one of the ankylosaurs turns and roars at Indominus, and uh, she roars back, and as a minute ends, Zach pulls sideways on the joystick uh, just to get him out of there, but drives straight into one of the rearing ankylosaurs. <laughs> and that's uh, that's where we end at minute 58. Uh, anything else on that, Dave, before we get into novel comparisons? No, yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, there are no novel comparisons because it all happens just <laughs> like the uh, just like <laughs> the uh, the movie, which the next couple of minutes are all going to be the same. What we see on screen here is exactly what they put to pen, put to pen, put to paper in the uh, the junior novelisation. So, if that's it, we'll get out of here for the day and end minute fifty-eight.
0: All right.